Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. Why don't we pray for Bond as she prepares uh, for what she's going to say to us. So Lord, we just thank you for for Bonnie and for the words that you've given her this morning. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would use her powerfully, Lord, to speak to us, to speak to our hearts and, uh, and talk to us where we're at today. In Jesus' name, amen. It is a bit of a hard act to follow. <laughs> Good morning. It's fantastic to see all of you. I know I've kind of said hi to some of you, but... Not to all of you. Um, you know, I really appreciate the Lord. You'll be glad to know. Um, I really felt him prepare me this week for uh, just things to be different. So what that looks like for me is as I'm preparing a talk, I kind of get lots, but nothing seems to settle. And it kind of feels all over the place. And every time I try and order it and order it, I just, it just doesn't work and it doesn't flow. And so it usually like increases the anxiety in me. Um, and I, I, um, I struggle to just rest in it. But one of the things that I've been learning is, you know, sometimes in that space of restlessness, it's because God is doing something bigger. And so this time, I tried to lean in to the restlessness a little bit more um, and just be at peace with where it was. So every time, you know, something came to mind, every time I wanted to flesh something out or work on something, I did it, but I didn't feel the need to have it all done and dusted. Um, I partly say that, so if the talk's all over the place... There's my disclaimer. But I mostly say that because, you know, we, we very intentionally have taken this morning really slow through worship. I, I'm, for those who are here for the first time, this is your first time, so this is, you know, this is what it is. But for, for those who come regularly, we really, we really decided this morning to take it slow, to intentionally watch the Spirit, and listen to the Spirit, and see where the Spirit was going, to intentionally listen to what he's saying through not just whoever was up front, but to also um, everyone who's here, and where he's moving, and what he's saying. And um, I just want to say that was really intentional this morning, because we honestly believe that God speaks to all of us that he speaks through us, um, and we want to hear what God is saying and where he is going, don't we? As a church, that is probably the thing that we carry the most, that makes us most distinct, that makes us most different, and quite frankly, is the thing that empowers us, is that we have a God who speaks to us, we have a God who leads us, and we have a God who who wants to partner with us. And so what that means for us is that we can have all our best laid plans, 
but at the end of the day, we need to be turned towards him and willing to stop and willing to wait and willing to put down our planners and our plans and our ideas. And this is quite a scary space. It's not, you know, I don't know, maybe some, some of you are joyful, exist joyfully in that space. As a planner myself, who loves to plan way in advance, uh, it's rather stressful. Um, and so as, I was, so as I was preparing, and I've been thinking about this talk for a little while, you know, again, for those of you who, who um, are new or this is your first time, the last three weeks have been quite big for us as a church. We um, had a service of, of thanking our former senior pastors uh, for the amazing uh, way that they have invested and planted and grown this church in listening to the Holy Spirit and, and stepping out in faith. And then the week after that, we um, commissioned Rob and myself as the new senior pastor. We didn't do that ourselves. That sounds weird. We were commissioned. Um, and then last week, we celebrated our risen Jesus together. Um, you know, a Good Friday, uh, coming to the cross and remembering what Jesus did on that cross for us. And then Easter Sunday, coming and celebrating together as a family. And, and what happened in the middle of that is restrictions easing for COVID. And so, and quite dramatically, so us being able to sing um, and actually what that has felt like spiritually for us as a church. So it's been quite, it's been quite, these quite big weeks. Um, and so um, I knew coming in to this week, God wanted to maybe do things a little differently. He wanted to remind us of some of our value, you know, some of our roots, some of our hearts, some of who we are that we haven't been able to express um, because of the other things that we were doing, which are all good and all fantastic. But, but just this space for the Spirit to move. Um, and also, you know, there's, this, there's a new season coming for, for us as a church. There's a new season. God has got things for us to put our hand to. He has got things for us to bring to the world. He's got things for us, specifically, broadly as a church, but specifically as Northridge, that he wants to call us and that he'll be calling us into. And um, I felt him say, before we get to that space, before we get to that space, I want to remind you that you are a people of rest. You are a people of rest of the soul. And I want you as a people to lean in to learning and growing in resting your soul. Because the fact is, is that God has work for us to do. God has things that he wants us to do. And if we are not fully anchored in Jesus, if we do not know where to go 
and how to find that peace, we are going to be blown all over the place in this next season. My sense and, um, you know, this is a prophetic sense that I have, is that it's going to, we're going to be coming into a season where it's going to get hard. It's going to get a bit tricky. I'm not clarifying what the heart is or what it looks like, but just the sense of do you know where your anchor is and do you know how to find that rest for your soul that God gives us? Um, I, Rob and I are um, particularly good, I could say that, um, at putting in rhythms of rest in our life, mostly because I'm not very nice if we don't put those <laughs> And so we have prioritized over the years. <laughs> Actually, we're both not very nice, but, but I love you. Um, because we've realized, actually, that if we don't stop, if we don't physically stop and emotionally stop and mentally stop, um, things get overwhelming, overwhelming very quickly. And, you know, um, pastoring, but also having a family of four kids, it's, life's fairly intense. Um, and so, and so, putting rhythms of rest in is something that we actually do quite naturally. But this morning, I felt like the Lord said, and I, I want—I felt the Lord wanted to say, "Those are good," and we need to learn how to put rhythms of rest into our lives. But if one of those rests, if um, or the thing that I guess that overarches that rest is not rest for your soul. And rest internally and the peace with the peace that God gives us. It doesn't matter how often you stop. It doesn't matter if you do all the right things like eat well, exercise, take time out, you know, veg in front of Netflix when you need to. The, the restlessness will still be there. And I don't know about you. I know at times I use my rhythms of rest to... Um, to just numb the restlessness that I feel internally. And so God is wanting to call his people to find rest within him. Now, the story that God has led me to, um, and I've been mulling over this for um, actually probably about a year now, is um, the story of uh, manna. In the wilderness. And so, just really, really brief overview. People of God, rescued out of Egypt, done the Red Sea, complained most of the way on and off, uh, didn't have water, water from a rock, woohoo. And now they're at this space where they're like, we're hungry, we have no food. And once again, complaining, even though they have seen all these miracles, in quite incredible miracles, I might say. And so they're once again kind of complaining. And so um, if you don't know the story, although, or you might be familiar with it, basically God provides foods every single day, fresh bread every single day, every morning. And what he says to them is, for the first six days, I want you to collect, he gives a, a, an amount enough for one person for one day, just that. And then on the sixth day, I want you to collect double, so that on the seventh day, you can rest. 
And so I've, I've been thinking about the story and I was kind of like, I, I wonder what it was like that very first week. You know, once you'd gone on and you'd done it a few times, actually your muscle of trusting the Lord, you know, starts to work very well. But that very first week, can you, can you just put yourself there? You're starving. There's no way to find any food. You're, we're all grumbling because that's what we do, right? And God says, I'm going to provide fresh food for you every day. So the first morning, there it is. What, what is your natural reaction? What is your natural reaction? Oh my gosh, who knows when I'm going to get any more? Quickly, quickly, let me, let me gather as much as I need and, 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 and maybe it'll keep for days. And actually in Scripture, there are people who do, who do do that. They basically gather extra, even though God has been quite explicit to say, just for one day, my provision and my blessing, trust me, is enough for one day. They've then gone on and hoarded. And uh, again, if you know the story, basically what happens is that the stuff that they eat is fine. The stuff that they've kept goes maggoty and moldy and doesn't. Uh, just to say, if you're wondering where this is coming from, Exodus 16 is the, is the Bible reference. Okay, so we've had, we then have these five days where you kind of go, okay, okay, God, I can see what you're doing here. Collect for one day, collect for one day. I know what I need to do. I know how this works. Okay, get to day six. What does God say? Collect for two days. Now, hang on a second. The last time somebody collected for two days, we all know what happened. It went moldy and it went maggoty. You want me to rest tomorrow, but can I really trust you? Can I really trust you that actually you've provided and you've given me slightly different instruction on the provision, but this part of the provision requires me to not do anything? Can I trust you? You know, at that point, I wonder how many people only collected for one day. It doesn't say anything about that, but I wonder. And so as I've been reflecting on this, I've just felt like the Lord has said, you know, this relationship between provision and trust and rest is really key to the Lord. Really key, learning how to rest in him. Even God himself, who created the heavens and the earth and does not need to stop and rest, even he rested. And part of that is that reminder to trust him for everything that we need. That actually, for us as humans, it's God who makes the universe move. It's God who does the things that need to be done. He chooses to partner with us and partner with us, and he draws us into those things. But God is the one who holds it. And look, I also want to say I know that life, I don't want it to sound simplistic. I know that life is complicated. And I know that things are tough, and I know that a lot of you are wrestling some really hard things. 
But I also know that our God is so faithful and he's completely trustworthy. And sometimes he asks us to do things which sound, really? Are you sure? It's going to take my control away. It's going to, it's going to take my provision away. Are you, are you sure? And I, you know, I feel like God is wanting to say, yes, I am sure because I love you, because I've made you, because I value you, because I know who you are. It's interesting if you read the account of creation that when it talks about the day, you know, so um, it says, you know, God created the light and the day, and then he said he called the, the light day and the darkness night, and there was evening and morning. There was the first day. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but, the, but Genesis always talks about evening, morning as a day. And I was just reading up about that, and one of the, um, just one of the commentaries was saying, that's because the Jewish day starts at night, and it starts when you do nothing. You go to sleep effectively. Whereas for us in the Western world, our day starts as we wake up with what we can produce, with what we can control, with what we've planned. Whereas God's heart for us as humans was always to start our days, start everything we do from a place of rest in him. Rest in him, knowing we are his, knowing we are loved knowing that nothing that we produce or make affects or influences that. Um, and so this morning, I just wanted us to, um, to remember that. I don't know... Um, I don't know for everyone what it is that you're wrestling. I don't know whether this is something that you find easy, but I felt like God was saying, you know, as we're moving through some of the stuff with COVID, as we're moving, we've got new leadership. The thing that I want you to start, the place that I want you to start from is knowing how to rest in me and knowing that you are mine. So um, I'd love us all to stand and, that would be great. And I'm just going to invite uh, the, Ho the Holy Spirit to come. So why don't you find a posture? Um, you know, often it's not about whether you feel like you're able to engage or whether you feel like you can do that. I think it was, you know, Andrew kind of saying choosing. Sometimes... It's just putting your uh, body in a posture to go, I, I want to receive, Lord. So why don't you just find a space? If as I was speaking that there, there was something that kind of jumped into your mind, I want you to just hold that right now before the Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We thank you for how you have already been speaking and moving. 
And we ask for more, Holy Spirit. Where we have um, not had peace, would you come and bring your rest? Where we have been trying to control down to the very last detail, would you come and bring your rest? Where we have been fearful of not having enough, would you come and bring your rest? Just ask Holy Spirit that you come now. So let's just wait. Just let the Spirit come. We can see him moving already on a few people. Sometimes it feels like a bit of heat. Sometimes it feels like a racing heart. Sometimes there's a bit of shaking. Sometimes it's just a, almost a, like a dead still peace. Just whatever it is, just lean into that. Sometimes, can I say, stopping and truly resting is actually harder work. If that's you and you're kind of like, why is this so hard? Julie, I should just... It's okay. It actually takes a lot for us to truly, truly rest and truly, truly trust the Lord. we're just waiting here now um, if you know that you need that rest if you know that that's something that you want more of um, or know maybe even just in specific areas you need specifically just love to encourage you just where you are just to raise your hand
And if you need that rest from the Lord. There's a few hands. Is there anyone, anyone else? A rest for the soul, a weary soul. So there's just a few hands up at the moment. If there's people around them, I just wonder if you could go and uh, just socially distance, lay hands on them, and let's pray for God's rest to come. If you don't have somebody praying for you, just keep your hand up. For the rest of us, um, if you're just waiting, just continue to wait. Just continue to soak in the Lord's presence. Continue to allow his rest to fill you. One of the things I really sensed for this morning, um, which is why we've taken it slowly and kept stopping and listening and <laughs> and engaging with you know ministry and with his worship, is because it's the Lord that changes us, right? It's the Lord that come and fill, comes and fills. I can say all their most amazing words and we can have the most incredible worship and whatever, but it's the Holy Spirit and the Father who comes and Jesus who comes and ministers to us and changes us and fills us and draws us. And so we've got a few more minutes. Let's just stay in this place. Allow him in. Allow him to wash over you to wash over those spaces in your heart. just want to encourage you if you know you need prayer for something would you make sure that you grab someone and ask them to pray for you